The show you love with even more local, local news and more local talk. talk. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's your host, Mike Douglas. And welcome to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV on a beautiful Friday afternoon in California's Central Valley. It is Friday. That means on the Mike Douglas show here, it's What's on Your Mind Friday. But in that, this coming Sunday is Father's Day. We have a very special focus today. It is Honor Your Dad Friday here on the Mike Douglas show. And here's how, here's how we invite you to do this. I'll give out the phone number here just uh, in a moment, although I know many of you have it on your speed dial. We'd like to hear from you. We'd like to give you the opportunity to honor your dad. Now, how are we going to do that? Well, we'd like you to give us just a, a brief uh, moment of honoring your dad and maybe just want to tell us, what have you learned from your dad? Is there a life lesson? What have you learned from your dad? Or there, uh, what are what are the words and phrases you would use to describe your dad? And uh, here's the phone number, 209-551-3483. We'll keep the lines open throughout our two hours today from 3 to 5 p.m. Again, it's Honor Your Dad Friday in advance of Father's Day. Again, our phone number, 209-551-3483. What'd you learn from your dad? Any life lessons? What words and phrases would you use to describe your dad? And just a reminder, would you like to do something for your dad? Well, Power Talk 1360 KFIV wants to make your dad feel good and look sharp. You can register your dad to win the 1360 KFIV Father's Day giveaway. It's all at PowerTalk1360.com. The prize pack includes transmission service for your dad's vehicle. That's a value of $250 from Interstate Transmission Center. Uh, They're online at interstatetransmissioncenter.com. And then you can make his car look great with an exterior car detail and 3M ceramic coat from Davis Family Shines. You get 20% off all Father's Day gift certificates there at davisfamilyshines.com. And then to make your dad look really cool, you can get him a, a new pair of Gucci sunglasses from Prestigio Jewelers. That's where your credit is guaranteed from prestigiojewelers.com. So treat your dad right with Power Talk 1360 KFIV's Father's Day giveaway. Get him a tune-up, a clean car, and a new pair of cool-looking shades. Enter your dad now to win KFIV 1360's Father's Day giveaway. Again, the place to go is powertalk1360.com. Scroll down to the place where it says best dad ever click on that and you can enter your dad in the contest all happening at powertalk1360.com let me uh, if you would uh, allow me to to start the ball rolling on honor your your dad day here on the Mike Douglas show again our t- telephone number 209-551-3483 thinking about my dad and he's uh, he's been in heaven since 1997. Been uh, been quite a while. 
And I'm thinking, what words, what um, words would I use to immediately describe my dad? What what words come to mind? And and there were three words that that came to my mind uh, immediately: present, involved, and advocate. Present, involved, and advocate. Why? Present. Uh, he was present as a dad when I was growing up. He was very, very present uh, in, a, in my activities, and this goes for both my mom and my dad as well, but uh, talking about dads here, he was very present. Uh, he was involved. He was involved in my major activities. Thinking back to when I entered the Law Enforcement Explorers, uh, for passing the police department. When they started up their first Explorer post, my dad signed on. He was a civilian at that time. He signed on as a parent advisor, wound up uh, later going to the Reserve Academy, becoming a Reserve Police Officer for Pasadena PD. But he was involved there. What music was my life in, uh, in high school and uh, junior high as well, but especially in high school. And my dad was there. He was uh, at one point president of the band parents, and when we went on tour, we'd go up uh, from L.A. to San Francisco, Hayward, uh, and then we had a band tour in Arizona. My dad was there. He drove the instrument truck. And so he was very involved, even as, uh, as an adult, uh, very involved. If there was a major thing happening in, in uh, our lives, my, my dad made sure that he was there. And then an advocate, an advocate. That was important. Uh, there were times in my uh, educational career where I, the, the, some school administrators and, and some teachers, and I had a great uh, public school experience, except for junior high. That, that wasn't, except for the band, my junior high experience was, wasn't great. As, as I've told you before, that's where I got beat up for the first and only time in the hallway. But anyway... Um, when, when something went down or there was a teacher that was uh, not really doing a very good job or when uh, my dad or my mom felt that I wasn't being uh, treated properly, or I wasn't in the right uh, class, my dad was there. And he, he was there as a teacher himself. And he, he marched right into the office, the counselor's office, the principal's office, he'd schedule a meeting with the teacher. And it wasn't that he came in with uh, uh, guns blaring, so to speak, but but he came in uh, saying, Let, let's talk about this, because what I see just uh, just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So anyway, those are the three words that, that come immediately to my mind. And there are many other descriptors that I could use for my dad, but uh, being present, being involved, and being an advocate. Those are uh, three things that uh, immediately come to my mind about my dad. What about yours? Any life lessons you learn from your dad? Words that immediately come to your mind. Again, we'll have the phones open for our two hours today for uh, your thoughts on that to honor your dad. 209-551-3483 on What's on Your Mind Friday as we honor your dad. 209-551-3483. Uh, I just, and, and this is a, a sad note, and I'm sure many of you are, are following it. Uh, there are now three dead following the church shooting at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in uh, Vestavia Hills. That's uh, south of Birmingham, Alabama. 
As uh, you probably have learned, uh, there was a shooter yesterday, 71-year-old man who occasionally uh, attended services. Apparently, there was a, a potluck dinner at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in Vestavia Hills. Uh, the 71-year-old uh, white male uh, is currently in custody. Two people died at the scene, an 84-year-old man and a 75-year-old woman. And then today, apparently uh, a wounded 84-year-old woman, unfortunately, died in the hospital. And apparently, as uh, as happened down in Laguna Hills, the suspect was taken down by uh, someone or someones in the church. And uh, he was held down until uh, help arrived uh, in the person of the uh, uh, police department. Uh, another tragedy, and I'm going to talk a, a little bit about my perspective on this as it relates to the significance of a meal like that in the Judeo-Christian tradition. Before I do that, though, just a, a note here. Police Captain Shane Ware said the man pulled a gun, apparently, and opened fire during that potluck dinner. Uh, he, uh, comment, he commended, by the way, the individual who restrained the gunman. I don't know how many people were in the meeting at the time of the event, uh, but the person that subdued him is a hero. Uh, amen to that. Amen to that. Captain Ware uh, re, uh, reiterated that the suspect is in custody. The suspect is currently in custody at the Vestavia Hills Police Department and will remain here while warrants for capital murder are issued. All right, capital murder, again, uh, that involves a recommendation for the uh, the death penalty as far as sentencing is Concerned, and uh, last night, Reverend Kelly Hudlow is the Missioner for Clergy Formation for the Episcopal Diocese of Alabama. She was interviewed last night. Here were her comments. The St. Stephen's isn't alone. It's connected to 80-something other churches here in Alabama, and then we're connected to a network of churches across the world. And so we're getting messages from people from all over the United States and around the world praying for this community tonight. And we'll continue to pray for those that have been hurt, um, that they have healing for the doctors and nurses that are tending to them, but also praying for this community that is going to be very shocked and hurt as we learn more information about what happened tonight. Absolutely. So our prayers, uh, despite those uh, in the woke culture who hate it when we say we're praying for people, uh, they need our prayers, and uh, they have them. And uh, so they will remain uh, with that uh, church in, uh, in uh, well, in a suburb, I guess, uh, south of Birmingham, Alabama. Well, my friends, uh, turning to happier notes, you're looking at maybe selling your house. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm sure you're looking at the fact that interest rates are, are going up. That means price fluctuations, home prices are rising. So selling your home now with an aggressive, experienced agent, that's the right move to maximize your equity. Would you like to move closer to work? Think, nah, I don't know if I can afford it. Well, listen, call the agent I trust and recommend. Call Dan Phipps. Dan's proprietary marketing system guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours for full market value, or he'll sell it for free. His home selling program is designed to maximize your sales price. You're in complete control. No costly repairs required. No long-term contracts. And you pick your move date. 
Dan can even find you a new home before you move. Michelle and Modesto knows all about it, and this is an appropriate story as we honor dads today. Michelle was helping her dad sell his home in Modesto, and they needed top dollar to help fund his retirement. So Michelle interviewed several agents, found out that Dan Phipps had the right plan to make only necessary improvements, and he can market the home for a top dollar. She says Dan over-delivered on her high expectations and got her dad thousands more than their goal. So call Dan Phipps. Dan's the man I recommend, and I'd hire him to sell my own home. He's the only agent who guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours or it's sold free. Call Dan Phipps, 209-593-1111, or go to danphipps.com. That's Dan Phipps with three Ps, D-A-N-P-H-I-P-P-S dot com. We'll continue with What's on Your Mind Friday and Honor Your Dad Day here on the Mike Douglas Show in three minutes on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. With the big news of the day, here's more of the Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Uh, Welcome back uh, to What's on Your Mind Friday and Honor Your Day. Honor Your Dad Day, rather, here on uh, the Mike Douglas Show. And our phone number here, 209-551. Three four eight three. We um, we're going to uh, make some adjustments uh, technologically here, so uh, we're going to ask you to hold your uh, phone calls if you would for a couple of minutes yet, while we uh, make those adjustments, and uh, and then we'll be back uh, back online hopefully, and uh, we'll be able to take your phone calls uh, just after the uh, half hour. Again, what we'd like uh, to hear from you after the half hour, after uh, the news and weather and traffic, uh, we'd love to hear about your dad, honoring your dad. What do you appreciate about your dad? What life lessons did you learn from him? And any words that you might uh, use to uh, to describe him. So all that's coming up just after the half hour today. Uh, the FBI, by the way, uh, says attacks on pregnancy centers could be classified as acts of domestic violence extremism. What do you mean could be? Could be? What, wh- why is it taking so long for the federal government to uh, respond to these attacks? I, I just don't get it. The FBI is saying it's confirmed that it's investigating such incidents and wants anybody with information on threats or attacks to reach out. And, of course, that comes as the nation, of course, we are waiting with bated breaths for the uh, Supreme Court to come out with uh, their decision on Dobbs versus Jackson. Uh, So we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. Again, I just find it abominable that uh, that wasn't an immediate an immediate thing that the FBI would uh, would be addressing. To me, it's very clear. I mean, everything else is being labeled uh, domestic terrorism. Why wouldn't a tax on pregnancy centers be considered acts of domestic terrorism? Do you suppose maybe they're just waiting to see if the polls are indicating that would be a favorable thing? I, I just don't understand it and uh by the way as well and again i i 
This war on law enforcement, I, I, we need to keep pushing back at this, I think. We really do. Uh, there's a lawsuit being filed um, over the uh, alleged plan to discipline the Border Patrol agents accused of whipping migrants. Remember that? Border Patrol agents, remember that, on horseback were accused of whipping a group of Haitian immigrants crossed into Texas. What was that, over a year ago now, maybe? Uh, so the National Police Association is now suing. And they're saying that uh, a lot of things are do- being done behind closed doors by the federal government. I can't believe they're even thinking of disciplining, uh, disciplining these Border Patrol agents. They've already been cleared of any criminal conduct. And remember the claims? They were saying that the whips were used on illegal immigrants. Well, that's been debunked. It's been debunked. They were holding their horses' reins. And if you remember, at the time, President Biden promised that those agents would be uh, disciplined. The National Police Association spokesperson, Betsy Brantner-Smith, said, quote, Recent media reports indicate the administration is planning to charge the agents with administrative violations to save face and prevent the need to admit the whipping accusations were false, defamatory, and unconscionable. We believe our lawsuit will result in DHS and CPB, that's a Border Patrol, conforming to the law and handing over the communications and documents that prove the administration knew their accusations against these agents were false and they took no corrective action. Well, Peter Sorensen is the attorney for these Border Patrol agents via the National Police Association. And uh, this, is, uh, this is very interesting. Uh, he says uh, he wants to know, as uh, the head of the uh, uh, legal team, why all this is being done behind closed doors. Uh, that's why they're suing. They, they want to know what information the feds have that lead them to this decision. We're especially uh, interested in any disciplinary actions that have been taken against the officers. Well, absolutely. And uh, as part of the uh, suit, apparently, uh, Attorney Sorensen is also asking for any document documentation related to the incident. I don't know why that wouldn't be... Uh, wouldn't be supplied. We have asked for records, uh, including any documentation of it, concerning this uh, interaction. Again, it, it just seems like there is a, a federal war on cops. And the Border Patrol agents right now are, I, I don't, I, I, it's amazing to me that they're still on the job. Morale apparently is tanking, and and I, yet you have to feel that they're feeling. Does anybody support us? Obviously, the the Biden administration does not, and uh, bo- both Border Patrol and uh, and Homeland Security, Department of Justice it appears nobody's in their corner, and here they're they're the last. They're the last level of integrity trying to uh, preserve the integrity of the border. And they're getting hammered by, by the policy of the federal government. They're getting hammered. They're getting hammered by the people coming over the border. The, the, the federal government has put them in an impossible situation. 
and and of course the the woke folk will immediately say, well, that's that's bias, that's racist. Uh, no, it, it's reality. I'm all for immigration. I'm all for legal immigration. Absolutely. Done the right way, done according to the law. Well, but it takes so long. All right, then let's fix, let's fix our immigration policies so that it doesn't take years and years and years and thousands of dollars, whatever it costs. Let, let's change the policy so that it's, it's workable and, and so that people who will contribute to the United States of America and how do I want to word that? Uh, l- let me just say uh, those who want to take advantage of all the benefits for free will come into the country understanding that if they want benefits, they need to work for them. And let's deal with the fentanyl issue. That let, Let's deal with the terrorists. Let's deal with the cartels. All right, well, you get to deal with me coming up in five minutes again on the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We'll be back in five minutes. The Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. On air and online, take the Mike Douglas Show with you with the iHeartRadio app. Search 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show on What's On Your Mind Friday. It is also Honor Your Dad Day here on the Mike Douglas Show with Father's Day coming up on uh, Sunday. We want to offer you the opportunity to honor your dad today. And uh, again, here's uh, what we'd like to hear. Uh, What have you learned from your dad? Now, what words and phrases would you use to describe him? And uh, whether he's uh, no longer with us or whether he's present still uh, doesn't make any difference. We want to know about your dad and give you the opportunity to honor him. Our phone number here is now up and working and ready to go. 209-551-3483. Area code 209-551-3483. Again, my 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 dad. Uh, he, he was he was one of those uh, kind of laid back guys. He was a an amazing linguist. Uh, my dad taught Spanish, high school Spanish, for uh, close to forty years uh, down at uh, uh, Duarte High School in Duarte, California, there in in Southern California, and uh, he, he had an amazing facility for languages. And uh, again, he, he, he spoke Spanish better than most native speakers speak it, frankly, uh, quite, quite well. And he learned it, by the way, from a friend of his, uh, uh, had a grandmother when, when he was in high school, a friend of his had a grandmother who only spoke Spanish. And he was over at his friend's house uh, a lot as, uh, as a teenager. And he learned, he learned the language from his friend's grandmother. And uh, so he found out that he just had a facility with languages. He could, he could speak French and Italian, of course, Portuguese, uh, Spanish, obviously, and, and just uh, Italian. Just had uh, an amazing, an amazing talent in, uh, in that regard. And, of course, that was somewhat helpful to me as I went through foreign languages in, uh, in high school and later in college as well. I was, uh, I was 
pretty fluent. Uh, the problem is I, I quit using it uh, on a regular basis, and while I understand a lot, I uh, I am not as uh, as fluent as I once was, and and I don't uh, intend to embarrass myself. By the way, have you have you heard? Oh, I'm. I'm, I'm thinking, uh, what, what's an immediate example? I'm thinking of, well, the First Lady, uh, Dr. Jill Biden. Uh, she was trying to impress a, a Spanish-speaking audience and gave the most horrific Spanish uh, translation of what she was saying. And I, I've heard other elected officials do the same thing. You know... We, we don't have to impress people that way by pretending we can speak a language that, that we don't. Just be real. Why, why, why have we lost the ability just to be real? Politicians especially, with the spin. Let's just be real. I long for the day when politicians would just be real with us. Do you think we'll ever see that again? And I know I'm taking a... A broad brush stroke there, but I, I, I long for the time when we can just be uh, just be real, and that that's what we have here is we can just be real with each other, and you may agree or not disagree with uh, with me, and I may agree or not disagree with you, but we can rationally, reasonably, and intelligently discuss issues, and even if we agree to disagree, we can walk away and still be friends. You don't see that much in the woke culture because they don't tolerate any opinion that uh, is not theirs. If you're not on their side, you need to be done away with. Oh, that's a little bit rash, Mike. Is it? Is it? Look at what's happening with the cancel culture today. And uh, so anyway, I, I long for those days when we can just be real. We can stand in the light of truth and uh, be honored for, uh, for speaking truth uh, as well. So what's going on uh, in in California? Well, California kids, apparently 12 and older, are getting closer to being able to get vaccinated without parental consent. Yep, a key legislative committee in Sacramento on Thursday, that's yesterday, passed a uh, bill. Again, this is a committee. It hasn't passed the... Uh, legislature yet but at a seven seven to nothing vote despite hundreds of people showing up and expressing opposition to it uh, apparently there's a working group of democratic lawmakers and state senator scott weiner of san francisco it's a proposal they're backing to allow kids ages 12 to 17 to receive fda approved vaccine without their parents permission now we're talking about dads. And again, I invite you to call in and honor your dad here on What's On Your Mind Friday, our phone number 209-551-3483. What, dads, grandpas, great-grandpas, male guardians, what, what do you think about this? Do, do the children, your children, that you're responsible for, 12 to 17, do, do you believe that they should be able to receive vaccines without your permission? That's the government stepping in and say saying that we know better how to raise your child than, than you do. 
and especially when we understand the efficacy of vaccines. Mr. I'm all vaxxed up, Dr. Fauci, he has COVID-19, for goodness sakes. I've apparently many callers uh, logged in saying they opposed the bill uh, because some kids had been vaccine injured. Uh, One of them was Maribel Duarte, single mother of six. She attended the hearing in person, actually. And she spoke tearfully about the worsening health problems that her son has, who suffers from asthma and a bleeding disorder. And he began experiencing those after he received a COVID-19 vaccine at school without her consent. And, and what, what was the carrot dangled in front of that young man? Pizza. Pizza. And so then the, then the administrators uh, and, and the California legislature people come back and basically, well, yeah, we know. We know there can be uh, those instances when there's a negative reaction. But that's, that's, that's not normally what has not the point. Don't you think they're missing the point? The point is, and I want to come back to this as a father since we're celebrating Father's Day on Sunday. Now, our children, Lori is and my children, they're now in their mid to late 20s. So whatever decision they want to make at this point, that's up to them. And uh, I'm happy about the fact that in major life decisions, we're blessed that they often call us and, and ask for our input. But up until the point of being 18, no, I have responsibility for them as a dad. And very interesting as we're thinking through that a little bit. Don't don't you think there are, for those of you who have uh, more than one child and and one maybe or more are male and one or more are female, we have one of each. We're we're blessed, and it it is uh, to me uh, very interesting, especially when you're the parent of adult children. The relationship between dads and their sons and and dads and their daughters is often uh, very different. Not that one's bad and the other is good. Uh, they're just just different. I mean, for my son, I I believe I've done whatever I can to equip him to stand up on his own, which he does very well, uh, to be self sufficient. And same thing for my daughter. But with with my daughter, there's still the dad thing, where and until she gets married, and I'm I'm not doing a cue here for anyone that you may know our family and our daughter. She's not engaged. She's not thinking about getting married. I'm just saying when uh, and if she decides to get married, and I I put her hand in the hand of the man who's going to be her husband. I am her protector. That, that's a role I believe that I have as a father, and really for a lifetime, but once a, a daughter gets married, we need to back off and allow, allow the husband to be the, the shining knight on the white horse that rides in and, and rescues her. Uh, but dad will always be in the background. Don't you feel that? Don't you feel that, dads, about, about daughters? That uh, whatever happens, don't don't you feel that you're still on that white steed, and if something negative is happening to your daughter, uh, you're ready to go to uh, 
protector to ride in on that white horse as uh, as a knight in shining armor and and deal with it. It's just, I think, part of the way that that we're that we're wired. All right, you're listening to What's on Your Mind Friday here on the Mike Douglas Show, and we want to invite you to call in and honor your dad. What words and phrases would you use to uh, describe your dad? Any life lessons that you learned from your dad? Love to hear from you. The phones are now open and working well. 209-551-3483, our number, 209-551-3483. And while the government may not care and in an uncaring way abuse our children, Dads are always dads, and we need to stand up for them and protect them as much as we can and as much as they will allow us. Those those are my sentiments. All right, we'll be back in three minutes. Again, our phone number here, 209-551-3483. Mike Douglas Show continues in three minutes on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Take the Mike Douglas Show with you every weekday from 3 till 5. Download the free iHeartRadio app and follow 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show on this beautiful, beautiful Friday afternoon in California's Central Valley. Mike Douglas with you, your concierge for conversation here on the Mike Douglas Show, 3 to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And, uh, of course, this Sunday is Father's Day, Hollywood especially, and the woke culture has demeaned, made fun of, diminished the role and the sanctity of the father role for a long time. And I, we just want to spend today on the Mike Douglas Show saying we affirm fatherhood. We, uh, we honor fathers and we want to provide you that opportunity today as well our phones are open 209-551-3483 love for you to have the freedom to honor your dad today what do you appreciate about him or what did you appreciate about him what life lessons did you learn what words would you use to uh, describe him i was thinking about that and again our number 209-551-3483 uh, I was uh, said at the top of the show that for my dad, a couple of words that came to my mind were he was present, he was involved, and he was an advocate. And I want to add another word to that. He was patient. He was patient. My dad, now I'll explain why as you're thinking about your dads. I <laughs> Early when I was, uh, oh, elementary school age, uh, for a long time, in addition to, I mean, he did a lot of things. A high school teacher, uh, he uh, had been, done active duty in the U.S. Navy and remained a um, uh, senior chief in the U.S. Navy for many years in the U.S. Navy Reserve, uh, based down in uh, in Los Angeles. And there was a, a tradition, you know, that he would have to go on weekends. Uh, certain weekends out of the uh, out of the month, and and he'd need to go do his uh, weekend duty for the Naval Reserve. And typically after that, why the tradition was he'd he'd come home in his uniform, and we'd go out uh, to uh, uh, the we called it the Frosty Place, and we'd get ice cream together, uh, 
to get in. And, you know, it was kind of a fun thing. So anyway, uh, there was one day, and I'm waiting for my dad to, to come home from his Naval Reserve duties. And I had my baseball out and uh, not, not thinking well. I was throwing the baseball against the side of the garage, you know, kind of lobbing it. I wasn't doing it very hard. And uh, I kind of missed, and I, I hit the door to the garage. I don't mean the garage door where the cars go in. I mean the the, the door where you walk into the garage, which uh, was one of those lightweight doors. It was, it was a hollow door. And it put this huge, big hole in the door. And so I... <laughs> I went and I said to mom, I, I accidentally put a, a big hole in the garage door. And uh, mom looked at me and said, well, let's talk to your dad about it when he gets home. Okay. So I'm out there in the, in the backyard throwing the ball up in the air, not throwing it against the door anymore because that, that was unproductive. And I say, oh, man, what's going to happen when, when dad gets home? I know he's going to be tired from his weekend and... So anyway, I hear the car, the car, car comes in the driveway and, uh, dad, I'm, I'm down in the backyard and, and dad walks into the house and he, he comes back out. Obviously he had talked to mom and he said, what's up? Uh, I said, well, dad, I, uh, I kind of put a hole in the, in the garage door. He says, let me have the baseball. I'm going, oh man, he's going to take away my baseball. I'm grounded from baseball takes the baseball and here's this my my dad's uniqueness and his patience i guess he took that baseball and he threw it at the door and put another hole in it my mouth dropped he went and got the ball and he threw it and put a yet another hole in the door he's laughing his head off mom comes out into the patio and she says all right boys that's enough Time for dinner. Anyway, my dad kind of laughed and, and threw me the ball, and he says, well, let's just be more careful next time. All right, so now, here's the generational thing to continue this story. Next, uh, and this is decades later, I had told my son about this experience I had with my dad, Right. So my son, and this is, uh, he was still in uh, high school, I think, maybe junior high, junior high or high school. Anyway, he's doing the same thing. He's, uh, he's got his baseball, and he's kind of lobbing it against the garage, and he's waiting for me to come home so we can play catch. That's what dads and their sons do, right? You, you play catch, good thing. So I, uh, I come home, and my son's there, and pulling the driveway and he comes and not really looking sheepish. Uh, but he says, uh, want to talk to you about something? I said, okay, what, what do you want to talk about? He says, well, I want to show you. So he walks me over to the North side of the garage and there's this big hole in the window. And in the process of lobbing the ball against the side of the garage, he missed and he put it through, and it's a double-paned window. He put it through the, the first pane uh, of the window, the first window pane, and a big, 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 humongous hole there. And I'm looking at that, and immediately I'm thinking back to my dad and how he handled the situation. Now, I'm not going to pick up that ball and put more holes in that window. 
I'm not going to do that. I'm already seeing dollar signs, right? So my son looks over at me. I'm looking at, yeah, I said, you, um, so you were throwing the ball against the side of the garage and you put a hole in the window. He says, yeah, dad. And then he says, just very matter of factly, remember that story you told me when you put a hole in the garage door and your dad came home? You remember, you remember the outcome of that story? My son's very sharp. And I looked at my son and I just couldn't help laughing. I mean, touche. <laughs> he was saying, okay, dad, you told me uh, the way your dad handled it. Let's see how you're going to handle it. Well, you know, he, he was right. And so I had to think through uh, how we were going to deal that with that. And, and so it was kind of the same reaction that my dad gave me. I said, well, let, let's not throw the ball up against the garage anymore. So I bought one of those, what do you call them, pitchbacks? You know, that kind of has a netting with a strike zone on it, and, and you throw the ball against it, and it, it hits the, the net, and the, the net sends the ball back to you. So I bought him a pitch back, and uh, he's pretty pretty happy with that. Of course, when he wasn't around, I, I used the pitch back uh, a lot. But to uh, to round the story out, I left that hole in that window to this day to remind me that dads also have to exercise grace the same way that God the Father exercises grace towards us. That hole still there to remind me of that. All right. I'll be back in five minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show. Take your calls about your dad, 209 5513483 again we're back in 5 minutes here on the Mike Douglas show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV The show you love with even more local news and more local talk The Voice of the Valley The Mike Douglas show now weekdays from 3 till 5 on air and online Power Talk 1360 KFIV Here's your host Mike Douglas And welcome back to the Mike Douglas show on this beautiful Friday afternoon in California's Central Valley Mike Douglas here your personal concierge for conversation here on the Mike Douglas show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And again, we so much appreciate you for the success of the Mike Douglas show. You, you have wonderful thinking caps on you. You think reasonably and, and rationally you have critical thinking and it's just a joy to join you three to 5 PM Monday through Friday. As we talk about the issues uh, that affect you and me right here in, in the central Valley of California. And uh, so much appreciate your participation in that. And again, as I uh, remember to do every week, we want to thank our uh, producer, Mike Murray, the best in the business, and our assistant producer, Brenda Lapome, also uh, serving as the uh, director of operations for Advancing Vibrant Communities. By the way, Advancing Vibrant Communities, we're going to be celebrating our 20th anniversary on the 25th. So uh, because that's uh, a Saturday, I believe uh, we're going to have a time next Friday to uh, honor those who have served and honor those who uh, get served by advancing vibrant communities. <clears throat> we'll give you more details on that coming up next 
week. Again, today is What's On Your Mind Friday. Again, normally from uh, Monday to Thursday, we like to keep the phone calls centered on the topics we're talking about. Friday, it's open season. What's on your mind? Topics maybe we haven't talked about during the week that you would like to briefly bring up. Or if you didn't get to weigh in on a topic, Friday's the day. And especially today, it's Honor Our Dad's Day. And if you have an advance of Father's Day on uh, Sunday, if you have uh, uh, a, a wish to let people know how much you appreciate your dad, maybe tell us why you appreciate him, any life lessons you learned from him, maybe some words and phrases that pop into your mind to describe your dad. Phones are open, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Congratulations, by the way, to the 2022 NBA champs, the Golden State Warriors. As you know, Golden State defeating the Celtics 103-90. to Game six in, in Boston, and uh, Steve Kerr, uh, quite a coach. Don't necessarily agree with his political positions, but that's not why I watch the Golden State Warriors. Uh, I wish, and I was a First Amendment, Mike, I got it, I got it. <clears throat> but I would think if you're a sports enterprise and the idea is to get as many fans as you can that you don't say things that would alienate uh, maybe 50% of them. But that's just me. Anyway, congratulations to the Golden State Warriors and their coach, Steve Kerr. By the way, he's in good company now uh, with his ninth career NBA championship. He's got five rings as a player, four as a coach now. And he joins uh, the iconic Phil Jackson as the only two people to ever win titles in four different decades. Uh, Kerr was uh, already the first ever with three championships as both a player and a coach. He becomes just the sixth coach in NBA history to win four titles. And uh, the Warriors in beating Boston this year, that's their fourth championship in eight seasons and the seventh overall. So, again, congratulations to the Golden State Warriors uh, for a great season, NBA champs. Now, a guy that's probably not a champ, uh, I couldn't believe this story. And this is one of these stories that you always wonder, is there more to it than we're being told? This comes out of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Dateline Bridgeport, Connecticut. Remember that when they used to say that on the news? Dateline LA. Dateline Modesto. All right, Dateline Bridgeport, Connecticut. This is from the Associated Press. Apparently, a commercial bus driver has been charged with 38 counts of reckless endangerment after he blacked out behind the steering wheel while snacking on gummies. Well, you say now, Mike, why would he pass out while snacking on gummies? Well, he says he didn't know that those gummies were infused with THC. Yeah, Xinwan Chen appeared uh, this past week in the Bridgeport Superior Court after being arrested at his home in Boston. Apparently, Mr. Chen was driving 38 passengers from the Mohegan Sun Casino on, Casino on March 13, when he stopped the bus on the side of Interstate 95 in Stratford, Connecticut. And pe- apparently, police say they 
they found Mr. Chen slumped unconscious in the driver's seat of the bus with an open package of Smokey's Edible Cannabis-infused fruit chews. Now, I'm not familiar with Smokey's Edible Cannabis-infused fruit chews, but the very label of it, what, what would the... You're, you're very sharp people, very intuitive. What would the name, the label on that package of gummies lead you to believe if it's labeled Smokey's Edibles Cannabis-Infused Fruit Shoes? What would you suspect about that little package of fruit shoes, of gummies? Well, toxicology tests indeed show that Mr. Chen had a high level of THC, and that's the active ingredient in cannabis that was in his bloodstream. He told the judge, I had no idea I'd been snacking on anything but regular candy. Now, is this the guy you want driving your bus? I didn't know it was marijuana. And by the way, he said this through a Chinese interpreter. Okay, so maybe he didn't, he couldn't read the label on the package. Well, if he can't read English, what's he doing driving a bus? How's he going to read the street signs? How is he going to read warning signs? Anyway, he said through a Chinese interpreter, I didn't know it was marijuana. I didn't know. So they, uh, the judge ordered him held in lieu of $25,000 bond, and he's going to go to court on August 25th. So the manager of the Go-Go Sun Tour, that's the name of the bus company, he told uh, Hearst that uh, Jinwan Chen had been driving for the Boston-based company for 10 years. For a decade, he had an exemplary record. The owner says he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, but he has a sweet tooth and he likes candy. This would have never happened a couple of years ago, but now there's marijuana everywhere. So, <laughs> what in the world is this guy doing driving a bus if he if he can't read on the label of this package of Smokey's Edibles cannabis-infused fruit shoes that possibly... If it's cannabis-infused fruit chews, there might be some marijuana, some THC in it. Reminds me, remember that uh, remember that kid song? And I won't sing it. I, I'm not a singer. That, that's why I play horn and, and trumpet is because I'm, I'm not a good singer. I'm really not. not. Not something I was, not a skill I was blessed with. So I will not sing this song because... We'd lose the audience in about three seconds. So I'm, not, I'm just going to remember the, remember the lyrics. The wheels on the bus go round and round. The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round. I've got another lyric for uh, the bus driver. The eyes of the driver go round and round. The eyes of the driver go round and round. I still can't believe this. The guy didn't know that the package of Smokey's Edibles cannabis-infused fruit shoes might have something in it, in it that would inhibit his ability to drive. But, uh, but there you go. I, uh, I don't know if I ever took out a, a bus out of Bridgeport 
that I would choose that particular bus company, but at least he, uh, he admitted to it. Again, this is What's on Your Mind Friday. We want to offer you the opportunity to honor your dad as well. Uh, what words or phrases come to mind about your dad? What, what do you appreciate about him? Any, any life lessons that you learned? Now, my dad was, was not particularly handy. He, he was not a, a fix-it guy. He was very, very skilled in, in many different ways. Uh, but in terms of being a fix-it guy, not, not so much. Uh, I learned that, actually, from um, other mentors in my life. And uh, from a class, one of the most value, and I've, I've had, I've had everything from AA degrees and studies through doctoral degrees and studies. And I will tell you, one of the most valuable classes I ever took was in junior college. It was called household maintenance, where I learned how to solder stuff. I learned how to fix plumbing. I learned a bit of carpentry. I learned uh, a bit about electricity, enough so that I could uh, replace uh, things around the house. Again, one of the most valuable classes I, I ever took. And uh, I did pass some of that knowledge on to both my daughter and, and my son, and that's an important thing that we do as well. All right, this is What's On Your Mind Friday, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. And in advance of Father's Day, I also want to give you the opportunity to talk about your dad, honor your dad. And then you might want to tell us what you appreciate about him, life lessons you might have learned, words that you would use to describe him. All that coming up in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. You're listening to the Mike Douglas Show, the voice of the valley. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV on What's on Your Mind Friday. Our phone number 209-551-3483. And today we're especially offering uh, the opportunity uh, for us to honor our dads. And uh, we want to make sure we give you that opportunity in advance of Father's Day. Our number 209-551-3483. So let's get underway with that. We'll uh, go up the road a piece. Uh, to Manteca and Mike. Hi, Mike. Welcome. What's on your mind about dads today? Hi, Mike. Thanks for letting me call in. I called in the other day, and I want to thank you, first of all, for your for your uh, personal uh, uh, address to the group, allowing me to announce the birth of my granddaughter. <laughs> That's the first thing that I had on my mind. I wanted to thank you for letting me do that. And what I was thinking about was my father was his commitment to marriage. And when I was a young boy, I noticed that on my father's ring finger, he had a gold band that he he put on the day he got married to my mother in 1959. Now, up to the day of his passing, and probably even in the ground, he's wearing that wedding ring. And I always noticed when I was a young boy that that wedding ring grew around his finger like a barbed wire on a tree that grew up, you know, and and I always uh, admired the fact that his uh, commitment to marriage and family was so strong that he that ring was a symbol uh, that his commitment was for life in his marriage, and and I always admired that. And when I 
got married back in 94, I bought the exact same wedding band and committed to never taking it off. And I still have it on today. And I think I got that, that level of commitment uh, from my father. And I, I just want to, God bless his soul. And, uh, and thank you for teaching me that commitment. Yeah, Mike, that's a, that's a great story and a, and a great way to honor your dad. Uh, thank you for that. Thanks so much. Mike from Manteca. Appreciate you calling in. And again, uh, congratulations, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Baby's healthy. Everything's good. Amen to that. Good. Mike from Manteca, thanks so much. Great, great story there. And and uh, one of the things that, that comes to mind as I'm listening to Mike's story about his dad and, and that wedding ring is uh, over, over the years, especially as uh, in, in my vocational role as a pastor, I've, I've counseled many, many, many husbands uh, who are also fathers that the best thing, one of the best things you can do to love your children is to love their mother unconditionally because children watch they they watch they they pick up on things i don't know about you if if you're a parent uh there there are surprising things that you learn later on from adult children that you never you never even suspected that they were watching you never thought they picked that up now sometimes it's not so good stuff right but many times I, i've 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 been my jaw has has almost dropped uh, from time to time, listening to my daughter and and my son as as they're adults, and they'll talk about an incident or or they'll talk about a principle that uh, they feel they learned from uh, their mom and and from me or or from both of us at the same time, but I think one of the the biggest thing one of the best things we can do as dads is to love our wives and to model what it means to have unconditional love for our spouses. That is so important. That doesn't mean we don't disagree, but the model is how we disagree. We have the, uh, we have the opportunity to show our children how you do that in a healthy way. And that rubs off. It rubs off. And so, uh, Mike, thank you for that, and I, I think that's just a, a wonderful illustration of that particular principle. What about your dad? What about your dad? What did you appreciate about him? Uh, maybe some words and, and phrases. I, uh, I, I added patient to my list uh, as I was talking about, uh, about my dad. The other thing is he had, a, he had an interesting sense of humor. It, it wasn't that, that he cracked jokes a lot. He didn't. But he just had an interesting sense of humor, a humorous way of dealing with stuff. Now, there was stuff that, that would yank his chain, and, and you knew his chain had been yanked. And I learned, I learned early on, by the way, remember when the word dude uh, became popular amongst us teeny boppers? Dude, what's going on? Dude this, dude that. <laughs> I came... Uh, I, I, our friends, right? Especially the guys. We call each other dude. Dude, what's up? What's going on? What's happening? Well, I uh, I came home one night and we're all sitting around in the living room and I I, I don't know, dad was reading or something like that and and uh, I was I wanted to tell my dad about something that had happened at school and uh, I unwisely said, 
dude, guess what happened at school today? My dad paused a minute, took off his glasses, and he looked over at me, and he just said very quietly, my name is Dad. Don't ever call me dude. And he went back to his reading. And nothing ever was brought up about it again. I never called him dude again. And I learned that's something that you, you use uh, with your friends. Uh, but at least in my case, uh, not to your dad. It was an unwise thing. I, I, I know you find this hard to believe. I've, I've done unwise things uh, during uh, my life, and that, that was one of them, calling my dad dude. That, that was uh, something that I, I remember. The, the other incident, he was driving the uh, uh, instrument truck on a band tour, uh, he and another dad, a friend of, my, uh, of, of a friend of mine, and they were coming up to, uh, this was in Arizona somewhere, they were coming up to a Union 76 station with the intram, uh, instrument truck. And they, uh, my dad wasn't uh, keeping in mind the height of the top of the truck. And so as he pulled up, you know how the overhang, overhang is on service stations? This one was a little bit low. And my dad hit that overhang and put a pretty good dent in the top of that uh, rented truck that was carrying the... Uh, the the band instruments. And uh, I, I I watched him to see what he was going to do, and he, he backed away, and he laughed about it, but he went right in, and my dad owned his stuff. He went in, and he apologized to the station manager, and he said, you know, I will we'll personally make sure that we take care of whatever damage there is. And, and he let the band director know, and the, the, he would personally cover any uh, damage to the uh, – to the instrument truck, uh, but that's the kind of guy he was. He he saw the humor in it, uh, but also owned his stuff. He owned his owned his stuff. Like to learn about your dad. What do you remember about him? What what in what influence did he have for you? Two zero nine five five one three four eight three. We'll find out what Craig has to say in five minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's more with the voice of the valley, Mike Douglas on Power Talk 1360 KFIV and streamed on the iHeartRadio app. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on What's On Your Mind Friday. We're also honoring our dads today. A story about your dad, words that uh, describe him, things you appreciated about him or appreciate about him. Our number 209-551-3483, Let's uh, go to Craig and Denaire. Craig, thanks for the call. Uh, what about your dad? Hey, Mike, how you doing today? Good to hear you. Great, thank you. You know, uh, I was listening to uh, quite a bit of your broadcast today, Mike, and I appreciate your words today. Uh, something that came to my mind about just appreciation for my dad um, was, uh, you know, knowing that he had a hard life. Uh, he was raised in very rural parts of uh, Wyoming, single mom, six kids. He had an eighth grade education. Uh, he spent four years in his uh, service to the Navy when he came out. Uh, he met my mom when he was 21. They were married. Uh, uh, by the time he was 24, he had three sons, and uh, one of them was very ill. Um, 
at that time, uh, about 27, my dad and his family moved his family uh, about 700 miles uh, for the medical needs for that child. And uh, throughout that whole process, Mike, my dad worked hard, tremendously hard, worked two or three jobs. He never held it over. Um, those, well, there were three boys, never held it over the son that what he did for him. And he just uh, always uh, worked hard and uh, didn't take things for granted. Uh, he had a love and a passion for baseball. Uh, even though he played with rocks and sticks, Mike, when he was uh, younger, uh, he kind of put his hand to coaching baseball, and it led to a, a career that I got to spend time in uh, with baseball umpiring for several years. And it was just, uh, you know, I appreciate my dad for all of those things. Uh, I'm the son that my mom and dad picked up and moved uh, that 700 miles because of a rare illness. And I've just always appreciated my uh, dad's hard work and energy. And uh, that's what I'm appreciative for. And if he was around today, I would continue to tell him how much I, I love and appreciate him. Absolutely. Craig, an incredible story there. And I, I would imagine as, as you watched your dad throughout the years that that, that became part of your DNA as well, I suspect. Well, you know, uh, one of the things I've appreciated about my dad was, you know, teaching a hard work ethic, uh, never holding it over people, make sure that you're kind and gracious. And, you know, having been in ministry for the last 40 years of my own personal life, you know, uh, just carrying that, uh, that principle out in everybody's uh, life, that journey that we meet and never take things for granted and, uh, you know, appreciate the things that you have and have love and passion to, for the right things. So absolutely. Craig, thank you. Uh, absolutely wonderful tribute to your dad, Craig from Denier. Craig, thanks so much for calling in today. Appreciate that. What about your dad? What influence did he have on your life? Any life lessons that you learned from your dad? 209 551 3483. Let's come back to Modesto and Randy. Hi, Randy. Welcome to the show. Hi, Mike. Hey, I'm just calling because uh, oh, I grew up with a dad who um, loved us unconditionally. There were five of us growing up, and um, if he had a favorite, it was never obvious. And um, he always loved my mom, was always there for her, and, and was married to her for, uh, I don't know, till he passed away. I'm not sure exactly how many years they were married. And he was always there for us, uh, all our sporting events, music events, uh, anything that was going on, he was always there and um, right to the end. And as a matter of fact, he was my best man at my wedding, and he was also, my brother followed suit, and he was best man at my brother's wedding as well. Mm -hmm. So I do miss him. He always told us he loved us, and and. I always told him I loved him and uh, wish he was still around. Yeah, Randy, you, you bring up uh, um, something I think that, that's a good reminder. And, and like uh, like your situation, uh, my dad uh, went, went to heaven back in 1997, so it's been a long time. But we do, for those of you whose, uh, whose dads are still living, take the opportunity to appreciate them, uh, express your love for them. And it's, it's so important yep. while they're here 
uh, to uh, to exp- express that and not have any regrets. Randy, uh, j- just uh, to follow up on, yep. on some of your comments there, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, how a lot of our ethics are uh, are taken from our parents, especially from our dads, uh, a work ethic, for example. And I, I don't know how many memorial services, funeral services I've done where the children, the adult children have told me, yeah, I learned my work ethic from my dad. You know, and, and it, it is just so important that, and, and not that we as dads do this on purpose so that our children will say, yeah, I learned that from you. Uh, but it's a matter of instilling the tenets of what it means to be a productive person and an honest person and a, a person with integrity by modeling it. And it's not that it's not not that we have to do that in in terms of saying, well, I got to watch, make sure I don't screw up. We all do that, but I think uh, especially in your case, Randy, w- with your story, your dad had the opportunity to just model what it meant uh, to work through issues, to work through challenges, to have a work ethic, and uh, and to uh, to love your wife, you know, as as a model for your children. Great story, Randy. Really, thank you for that. Thank you. All right, Randy, thanks for calling in and sharing that with us. Again, it's uh, What's on Your Mind Friday here on the Mike Douglas Show, looking uh, for uh, your opportunities to honor your dad, Uh, whether he's living or whether he's uh, gone to his reward. Either way, love to hear uh, words and phrases you might use to describe your dad uh, and stories that you found inspirational, maybe things that you learned, life lessons that you learned from your dad. Our phones are uh, open until uh, the end of our program here at 5 o'clock, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. By the way, we've been talking about uh, the the importance of, of fathers loving the mothers of their children and fathers loving their wives to, to model that uh, for their children. And here, related to weddings, here's an interesting thing. Now, I don't, uh, I've been in vocational pastoring now for over, well, I don't know, 27 years, I guess. And I used to do a lot of weddings because uh, that, that was my first gig as a vocational pastor was the, the marriage pastor. And part of my thing was developing premarital uh, curriculum, making sure that couples were prepared for marriage. Uh, then many of them would ask, uh, ask me to do their, their weddings. I don't do hardly any anymore unless it's a member of my family, extended family, or just a really good friend that really is part of the family. Not because I don't like doing weddings. It's just wearing so many hats. I, I just, I don't have the time to adequately go through the preparation process with couples that I think is uh, so important. But anyway, I saw this note on weddings. That was very interesting. Uh, This is from Axios. They say a typical 2022 wedding guest is attending four weddings in three different cities. I assume that means per year, although it doesn't give the time frame. According to a survey conducted by the wedding website Zola, so apparently, <clears throat> right now, wedding after wedding is starting to sap the energy of the guests. That's according to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, they quoted uh, someone who will attend eight weddings in 2022. 
Wow. How many weddings? What? What? Did, I've never attended that many. Well, let, let me back up. When I was doing what, when I was performing and officiating weddings, yes. But just to attend a wedding, I don't think I've ever attended more than two, maybe three in a year. But this this person is going to attend eight weddings in 2022. And uh, this uh, woman says that she leaves jewelry, shoes, and her makeup packed in her luggage. And she's just been switching out the clothes. And then they say, then, then there's the whole issue of being in the wedding. Bridesmaids and groomsmen now spend an average of $825 per wedding per a lending tree survey. So uh, they, they talked to one of the editors over there at, at Axios, and, and that editor says that he's been invited to 14 weddings this year, including bachelor parties. Says, I'm 30, so COVID hit right when all the weddings were picking up. I would have liked to have gone to all of them, but literally couldn't afford it. The other uh, interesting thing that I've noticed today is destination weddings. Have any of you been to destination weddings? Wow, that, that to me puts a lot of pressure upon the guest to attend a destination wedding. Uh, unless the parents or the bride or the groom or the couple themselves are financing everyone to come. I can't imagine anybody does that uh, unless they're a rock star or, or something. But th- this destination wedding, how, how, how do people afford to do desti- destination weddings anymore? And then, and then there's the, I'm not being critical, but there's this thing with, with, um, in engagements and proposals now where it's not just the 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 man goes and proposes to the woman privately and she says yes hopefully and then they announce it but apparently well not apparently I know this from from my daughter and my son attending these things they're now engagement destination things where friends are invited to be part of this secretly and and they all and they, so they have to pay to travel to wherever. It seems like this is getting way too expensive. Have you been part of that? You've been part of a an engagement, a destination engagement, or a destination wedding. How how'd you feel about that? How'd you swing it? Let, let's add that to uh, the questions today on the Mike Douglas Show. Again, it's What's on Your Mind Friday. We're honoring our dads, and I'd also be interested in, have you been to a destination wedding or a destination engagement? Love to talk to you about that. That's coming up on the Mike Douglas Show in three minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 1360 KFIV is your place online. Let's get social with Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Whether you're listening on air or on the iHeart app, I love the iHeart app. During the day, uh, often on the weekends when I'm out uh, driving in my pickup truck, because my pickup truck's radio does not work, my good old 1994 Ford F-150 tank. Uh, it's uh, I'm I'm on the iHeart la- app. I've got the earpiece in my ear on the Bluetooth thing, and I'm listening to the iHeart app. 
uh, to a lot of what's going on on uh, KFIV. And uh, so anyway, we appreciate the app that you're listening on. We appreciate those of you joining us on air as well on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We're talking about dads today. What did you appreciate about your dad? Any lessons learned, th- words and phrases that you uh, that you learned from him? Our number 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. I'm thinking through being a dad. And I think there's a, a, an important principle uh, about being a dad. And, and it goes back to the words of the great theologian, Dirty Harry. <clears throat> yes, Dirty Harry. A man's got to know his limitations. I know my limitations, and I'm not embarrassed to talk about them. One of my uh, limitations is uh, math. Now, I like applied mathematics. I I always was very good. I, I like geometry. It's visual. And uh, I, I excelled in mathematics as it applied to radio and television engineering. In my uh, early days of, of college, I took a lot of uh, radio and television engineering courses and in addition to the production side. Uh, I was the uh, first in my class to get a third and nine, for those of you who remember that. But anyway, I enjoyed uh, learning how radio signals work, how to calculate the power, how to calculate uh, the voltage. It, it, it just, I loved it. Uh, but pure math, not so good. So... I knew my limitations when my kids were uh, getting towards uh, calculus and, and that sort of thing. I, I had to go to some friends, and I pulled in the friends uh, to help my children with mathematics because it was uh, outside of my area of expertise. All right, let's uh, hear more about uh, your dads on this What's On Your Mind Friday, our phone number 209-551-3483. Let's go out to Oakdale and Kathleen. Welcome, Kathleen. What are your thoughts about dads today? Um, My thought about dads is that a father is well-educated and that they are well-educated because God is an outcome that is well-educated and that that's what's kind of uh, what's going wrong uh, with uh, civil society today is that um, God is uh, the outcome that is well-educated. And we have all kinds of education, but none of it is um, an outcome that is well-educated. Well-educated people are not violent uh, with one another. I, well, yeah, one would... One would hope not. Now there, you know, there there are those like like anything else, Kathleen. There, there are those uh, that that go against the rule. You know, some of the worst guys throughout history uh, were, were also also very sharp. But I get your point. Uh, getting your point about that. Uh, here's an interesting well, thing. I would like to say one more thing about yeah. that. Go ahead. About about dads and, and violence. And, okay, is that. Um, Vigilantes is how uh, fathers have gotten here. How we've all is where we all come from, because uh, government uh, has not yet uh, caught on to the fact that it is government's job. We turn to government to stop uh, the pedophile and to stop the murderer and to stop the trafficking and to stop the organized crime. We turn to government for that, and 
Instead, uh, what we keep getting throughout history is that government is uh, being uh, corrupted with the organized crime, and then government is becoming uh, more and more uh, in the United States is becoming the organized crime itself that is assailing upon the people. And this is where vigilantes come in, and you talk about taking our guns away. That's the only thing that puts any restraint on organized crime is our gun, and uh, people are going to start using their gun ahead of losing their gun. So, um, but I don't call that violence. I don't call, uh, 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 let's see, the right to um, defend your life and limb. I don't, uh, in using the gun, the right to bear arms, I don't consider that violence. That is not violence. Self, that defeats violence. Yeah, self-defense. Self uh, Kathleen, thank, thanks for the call. I, I think I would uh, align with you in terms of our, our federal government, especially the higher-ups, uh, people becoming uh, very corrupt, and, uh, and that, that becomes a problem. Let's uh, go very quickly. We've got about a minute left. Mike and Manteca, uh, your, your thoughts before we close today. Yeah, I just had to call back because I was just thinking about as I was listening to the show and about learning and teaching our children as fathers, we have such a very small window, you know, maybe from age by the time they can understand what you're trying to tell your children to the time they'll actually listen to you. It's a very small window that we have to teach our children to grow up to be good young men and women and be good citizens. And I just was thinking of, of how important that is and how small that window is. So mm-hmm. it's so very important as we listen to people call in and talk about their dads and what they learned from their dads, is how very, very small that window is that we need to teach our kids right and wrong and to be good citizens and hard workers and, and, so you think they don't listen to you, but, but they're they watching. As you get older, that, that's right, Mike. They uh, start grow up. They, I, I hate to leave. I gotta. I gotta run very quickly, Mike. Thanks for the call, Kathleen. Thanks for your thoughts as well. Thanks for telling us about your dads today on the Mike Douglas Show. We'll be back live on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Honor your dad. Love your dad. We'll be back Monday. Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.